Thanks for joining us for the Sermon of the Week. You can find out more information about Legacy Church online at LegacyFamily.tv. We want to be thankful. You know, we started off with Psalms 104. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. Amen. We did that. That's why we do, that's why we start off with praise and worship. In my church in Louisiana, I used to mix it up sometime. I used to preach first and then do praise at the end. Huh? Sets precedent, though. You know, you, you don't need to miss church. You never know what's going to happen. Amen? Uh, everybody got sermon notes? All right, into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Praise his name. Do you know that thanksgiving and praise is expressive? Well, thank you. Come on now. Thank you. That's no, it's more expressive. And it doesn't come from, um, it, it, it comes from a thankful heart. You know, if you look at the Israelites, they were expressive people. You know, I was taught that, it, you know, it was a sin to dance. I mean, you know, you tapped your foot in our church and they, hey, 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 uh-uh, it leads to dancing. But you read the Old Testament, those people danced. And if they were grieved, they tore their clothes and throwed dirt and ashes on their face. They were expressive. They were full of joy. Hey, there's, you know what? God loves his people to be expressive. Well, it's just not my personality. Well, you can be thankful. Come on. Okay. Let me preach to the wall. I love y'all. So, so let's, talk about, let's talk about the nine who missed Thanksgiving today. Are y'all ready? Let's go to Luke chapter 17. We're going to read this story about the ten lepers who were healed. And I also want to digress and take a commercial break in the middle of this. But look what it says in Luke 17, 11. Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. And as he was going into a village, 10 men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and they called out with a loud voice, Jesus, master, have pity on us. And when they saw them or when he saw them, he said, Go show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back praising God with a loud voice. And he threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus asked, where were the others? Uh, were not ten cleansed? Mm, where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Another one says, made you whole. Like leprosy, eat your fingers off. But how about being whole? Because uh, the other one were cleansed, but he was made whole. Come on. Now, let, let's just, let's, let's, there's two statements that I want to I make as we start this. Uh, there's a question and an observation. The question is, what does it take to get God's attention? Faith. They called out. They had heard. Faith comes by hearing. They had heard that Jesus was a miracle worker. They had heard that he healed the sick, the blind, cleansed lepers. He did all that. They heard and they had faith. There he comes. He's coming this way. Jesus. Faith calls out. Okay? Ask and you shall receive. And so 
uh, that's in, in 17, in Psalms 116.1, I love the Lord for hearing me, for listening to my prayers. Yes, he paid attention to me, so I will always call to him whenever I need help. You need help, you can ask him. How about, how about, how about the observation? Obedience always precedes the blessing. Go show yourself to the priest. They took off. They said, well, you're not going to pray for us. You're not going to lay hands on us. You're not going to spit on us. You're not going to do that. Just do what the man said. Do what the man said. Just what the word. Be a doer of the word, not a hearer only. So let's just talk real quick. Because I told you the Lord said that healing is going to manifest today. Jesus is the healer. Did you know Hebrews says he's the same yesterday? He healed these 10 lepers yesterday, but he's the same today, and he's the same forever. Yesterday, today, and forever. He's the same. Some people will talk you out of that. Well, he just did that to prove that he was the son of God. Well, let's just stop just for a minute. Jesus came as a man, left his deity in heaven, and walked the earth as a man like you and me, women, you're included, and he walked the earth, and he came and brought the kingdom of God. And he did it even as an Old Testament man. Transitioned what we should be in the New Testament. And Jesus went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. But here's the secret. Jesus died as a man on the cross, rose again as the Son of God, the first of many, and the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells on you. So when people say, well, why don't God do something about all these martyrs? He's anointed you to do it. He's anointed you. See, the best way to explain it is that the earth is the Lord's, but he leased it to man. He gave this earth to Adam and Eve, and we are their offspring, and we are to take dominion, rule, replenish the earth, multiply, but we're, Jesus taught us that whatsoever we bind on earth will be bound in heaven, not heaven where God's at, but the atmosphere. Yes. You ever go to a city, a big city, you can sense the atmosphere is just different. But he gave us authority. He said, you go pray for the sick. Go heal the sick. Now, man, that just stirs religious people up. You don't have any power to heal. Jesus said, go heal them. He said, go make disciples. How do you do that? Well, you got to be a disciple first yourself to make disciples. And he said, make disciples. Pray for the sick. All through the Bible, even in the New Testament, it says, believers, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. It said, call for the elders of the church and anoint people with oil and they would be healed and the Lord would raise them up and forgive them of sins. Can't deny it if you look at the Word of God. Jesus did it. He did it, and he anointed us to do the same thing, to do good. So sickness does not come from God. No. Neither does he have evil, nor does he tempt people with evil, is what James said. Sickness is in the earth because of the curse that came when Adam and Eve sinned. I'm just trying to help you. This is not the sermon today. But we're thankful that Jesus came and died on the cross and made a way for us to receive the things of God. Amen? Can you give me a good, a better amen, a gooder amen, as the boy said? 
My wife's cringing over there in English. Gooder, a gooder and gooder, amen. A better and better, amen. When I say stuff that, that blank, I say, I'm, I'm making fun, okay, just relax. We want, we want to be thankful. We want to believe God for the greater. So, I'm just taking, I told you I was taking a commercial break. I got number 20 again. If you can't hear yourself, you know, if you're in the microphone etiquette, if, if you cannot hear yourself in the microphone, because most people start hearing themselves and they do this, nobody else can hear you, especially the back row. Yeah. Cassie, where are you hiding? Cassie, I uh, asked her to testify. What you do for a living? I am a family practice nurse practitioner. Amen. So. Tell what happened. <laughs> um, I was diagnosed in January, I guess January-ish this past year, with goiterous Hashimoto's. So if you guys were here last um, Sunday, you heard about my lovely sister Kayla. She has something similar. Um, we both have Hashimoto's, but the difference is I have a grapefruit-sized goiter in my throat. And I knew from my medical background how to treat that. I went on medicine. I had a million tests done. Um, I even conned some people into the church doing the whole 30 with me for the next time. So pray, <laughs> pray for them. We're doing Amen. a good job with it. Um, but I changed my whole lifestyle. And for a couple months, it did okay. Um, I really wasn't able to swallow, which has kind of been difficult. Um, I can Every time I like swallow my spit, I know that's gross, but every time I swallow, I can feel it. And everything had seemed to be doing okay until this past week, and um, my swallowing got worse. Um, I woke up on Monday morning, and it was huge. And you can ask my husband. He has nicknamed the goiter Loogie. <laughs> and you could literally feel it on both sides of my neck. And so for those that work in the medical field, if you have something that's rapid growing, and you kind of um, know what that means. And uh, I went to the, I had my blood work done, and it had come back really bad. And I'm not going to say the word, because we are not speaking evil over it, but that's, right. that's kind of kind of where we were worried about. So I got an appointment with um, Wake Forest, and I'm not somebody that usually talks about my stuff. But of course, Diane in my Wednesday night Whole30 group was like, what's wrong with you? Why are you acting like this? So I told her, and um, I got prayed for um, Pastor Brett and Miss Shirley and Ginger, a bunch of them came in and prayed for me, laid hands on me, and I got home, and I told Brad, I was like, I got prayed for at church. This is not something, as a medical professional, you don't say, oh, well, you know, go to church and get prayed for, typically. Um, but I was like, I can swallow. And I got up Thursday morning, and my thyroid is what I can feel um, about this big. So imagine a grapefruit <laughs> this big. You can, I can now swallow. So, um, <laughs> yay! Hold on, hold on. So, so stretch your hands out towards her and say, thank you, Jesus, that you're the healer of every sickness and disease. And you have healed her, and you're going to heal me. In Jesus' name, Hallelujah. So, you know, I, 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 you know, my wife's like, don't pressure people to testify, but testif testimonies that will increase your faith. Yes. Yes. 
It increases your faith. So, Miss Shirley, come here with me. Patrick, I don't know where you are. Yeah, you come here. So, so we're going to pray for somebody. Where'd she go? There you are. Now, she asked for, had a prayer request. Can stand up right here. Y'all come down, come, come to her. And uh, the story is your eyesight's failing, right? Yes. Because of surgeries that you've had. Yes. And I said, you need to come to church and let us pray for you. Now, why did I pick these two and not you? Well, they operate in gifts of healing, okay? And that's all right. We're just going to make it easier. How, how many of you can believe? I mean, if it was me, I wouldn't let you leave till I got it. Yeah. We had a man come, and they wanted to cut his foot off. And he said, you're not cutting my foot off. And the doctor said, well, get out of my hospital. if You're not going to let me help you. He came straight to church. Amen. And he said, they want to cut my foot off, and I'm believing God to heal me. I want to go lock the doors. Amen. Let's just believe right now and receive. Yeah. Amen. Can y'all believe and receive? You know God wants her to be well. So stretch your hands out towards our sister. We're going to pray. Hallelujah. They love and honor just for a second. So go ahead. Y'all pray. Y'all talk to her. Minister to her. Father, we thank you. We just come with thanksgiving in our hearts, knowing that Jesus paid the price for us at Calvary, that he shed his blood, that he's given us his name. Do you know what he means? He gives us his name. It's a blank check. Ooh, when I sign my name on a check, that means it gives the authority of the bank to give you that money. In the name of Jesus, gives us the authority to receive everything heaven has for us. There's no sickness in heaven. There's no sickness in heaven. Blind, nobody blind in heaven. Nobody with any kind of cancer. Nobody crippled. Nobody in a wheelchair in heaven. Father, we thank you. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven where you're at. We declare, Lord God, that manifestation of healing be in her life. We declare, Lord, that she will see in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father, not only her, but everybody in this room. Healing be manifest. If you have a need, start working it. If your arm's sore, back sore, start moving. Just receive for yourself as well. It's ours in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. That diabetes is gone in the name of Jesus. That forgiveness belongs to her in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord God. Your word, your word is working. Your word is working. Thank you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Mm-hmm. 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 Glory be to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It's ours. Yes. Yes. Yes, Lord. Can you say she's got it? By faith, she's got it. Hallelujah. The Bible says believers lay hands on the sick and they recover. That's something we can stand on. Amen. We can be thankful for that scripture. Glory, glory. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You couldn't read the words on the screen, and now you can read them. Woo! <laughs> oh, glory. Now you can't read them for the tears of thankfulness in her eyes. Amen. Hallelujah. Go ahead. <laughs> she can see it. 
Amen, amen. Amen, amen. Isn't that awesome? Come on. Come on. So why can't we expect that every Sunday? Why can't we expect that when you lay hands on the sick? You know, Patrick was going in the lows and a lady was on crutches and he said, you know, I'm going to pray for her. And you know how it is. Well, you're going to embarrass yourself. Well, he prayed for that lady, didn't see anything. He sent me pictures that she was healed. She had pictures of her foot ballooned up and then down. Isn't that awesome? Listen, it, we, have, it, we need to have expectation. What God going to do? What can God do? God can do anything, anytime, but we have to let him. Do you know he does not break in? You have to ask him, why didn't Jesus run up to those ten? Look at the last verse. He said, your faith has made you whole. Your faith, and your faith will make you whole. Okay, okay, okay. Let's go to number one. It's a decision and an action. You have to decide to be thankful. Most people don't want to be thankful. Uh, they, they're looking at the wrong picture if they're not thankful. Be thankful, be thankful, so thankful. Luke 17, 15, and one of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back praising God with a loud voice. Philippians 4, 6 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Do not be anxious, because, see, once you release your faith, you can relax in God. And that's really what Thanksgiving's about. You know in whom you believe and be thankful. Thankful for it. Colossians 3.17 says, Whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Give thanks. Can anybody, hey, let's, let's do it right quick. Can you say, thank you, Jesus? Did anybody get hurt? And nothing wrong with, thank you, Jesus. And nobody got hurt. Let's do something a little harder. Lift your hands and say, thank you, Jesus. Anybody get hurt? Come on. There's nothing wrong. See, we, we got to learn to be thankful. Um, there's something I got to read here in a minute. I'm going to need this. And so, uh, you know, we, we need to learn to be thankful. It's a decision. I'm going to decide to be thankful about what God has done for me, who I am. I'm so thankful I live in America. Man, so thankful for freedom. So thankful for things. Number two. It draws us closer to God. Mm-mm-mm. You know, let me back up just for a second. It's a decision, not an action. There was a lady who's she was in her early 90s. Her husband passed away, and they said, you're going to have to go to the retirement home. And so they took her to the retirement home, and she sat out in the lobby and said, ma'am, we're getting your room ready. We hope you like it. She said, oh, I'm going to love it. I'm going to love that room. And the lady working there said, how do you know you're going to love it and you haven't even seen it? She goes, I make a decision that I'm going to love it. She didn't want to be there. But she had decided that she was going to love that room and she was going to be happy and be thankful where she was at. How many of us are not thankful about our job? Okay. And so we need to be thankful, and we're going to love it. Um, it draws us closer. 
let me, before I say that, how many of you know that the, that the poorest people in America are richer than most people in Europe? But you know what we do? I don't have a, I don't have a Subaru like Miss Becky. I wish I had a Subaru. My life's over because I don't have a Subaru like Miss Becky. Comparing ourselves when we ought to be thankful for where we're at and then let God exalt us because why number two is we're going to humble ourselves and, or we're going to draw closer to him. Listen, a need, Jesus, I need him. A need will call, draw you close to God, but thankfulness will always bring you back to him. Come on, you need to write that down. Thankfulness, being thankful always keeps you in the presence of God. When you lose your thankfulness, you, you're backing away from God. And you eventually turn and walk away because you're not thankful. We need to be thankful, uh, always thankful. Mm. It keeps you close. So say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So, so you're recognizing him as Lord and King, and you're thanking him for what he did. He paid, paid, paid the way. In Romans 1.21, although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him, but their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. You ever met people that say they know God, but yet they don't, they're not thankful, they're bitter, they turn their backs on him, their hearts hardened. They, the Old Testament, they called them stiff neck, like you ain't going to tell me what to do. And it's the thing, and it's God. And so we got to guard our hearts, and we got to make sure our hearts stay right. Number three, I know I'm going fast, but stay, we, we still got some things to do. Number three, it's an act of humility. Humble yourself. James 4, 7, well, remember, remember the, the, the leper that came back? He fell at, at Jesus' feet. Man, that's why you, it's good to kneel before the Lord sometimes, to humble yourself. Because if you stand on your own feet all the time, then it's you doing it, right? But when you have stuff like this, she's in the medical field. She hadn't fixed it yet. It's been a year almost. Nothing wrong with doctors. We're not preaching against doctors. I go to one regular. I want to know if there's something going on. I know how to pray. I can get somebody to agree with me. Amen? And so, because so, sometimes it takes specific prayer. Because, you know, I can pray, oh, Lord, save America. Just save America. No, let's get specific I'm living in Withville. I pray over Withville, Virginia, to come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ to the light of the world. And then we're reaching out to the five counties around us. Smith County, Bland County. Come on, just name them. Grayson, Pulaski. Come on, name them and then start calling. I call them out before the Lord. And then I just declare over Southwest Virginia. Do you know that, the, you know, the statistics show that there are 14,000 people in Withville County that don't know, go to church? There's not enough church. You think, there's a church on every corner. There's not enough churches. If everybody went to church, excuse me, you're going to have to stand up. Members, I need all the members to get against the wall. Amen. And we're going to let the, you know, the new people have a seat. Those cushion seats are for unbelievers, not you. I know they're comfortable. And the carpet's not for you either. It's for unbelievers so they can be comfortable to receive Jesus. How many of you have received Jesus? Then we need to be praying for others to receive him. Not just moping around, what well, God hasn't done nothing for me. He's done everything for you. He set you free. 
Come on, let's get excited and start walking in it. So, so in James 4, 7, submit yourself then to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee. You know what? I do that all the time. Father, I just submit to you today, and I resist the devil. Can we do that? Say, Father, I submit to you, and I resist the devil. Now, the devil ain't going to like it, but that's all it's tough. Just tell him tough. You need to submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. Amen? And so it says, wash your hands, you sinner, purify your heart, you double-minded. It's time to quit being double-minded. Because guess what? You know where double-minded comes in, especially when you're praying for somebody that's sick? Well, I hope it works. That's double-minded. I don't know if it's going to work. That's double-minded. James said a double-minded man will not receive anything. I think I'm going to walk down here. No, I'm not. I think I'm going to stand up here. No, I think I'm going to walk down here. I'm doing nothing but vacillating back and forth. I'm not getting anything accomplished. Being double-minded. You can be double-minded, right? This is where the battle's at. Oh, Denise is mad at me. I can just tell by the look on her face. See, see how your mind to play with you? You shake somebody's hand, they're like, man, oh, they had pizza and whatever, you know, anchovies. That's why they got that look on their face. Everybody would have that look if they ate that. And so, you know, but, but we, we want to walk by sight and not by faith. The Bible says to walk by faith. And so we walk by faith and we're going to stand, we're going to be firm, we're going to believe. If somebody tells you, you know what, are you ready to take a stand for Jesus or would you go to jail? Voice of the Martyrs. <laughs> About three years ago, I kind of preached on that. And you know what I said? Everybody's going to say, he's the pastor. Get him. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know what? We got to make a stand. And it's getting, it's getting harder and harder to make that stand, isn't it? Let me tell you this. If persecution comes, the church will blow up. It did. In Jerusalem, they persecuted the disciples. They persecuted them, and, and all of a sudden, Christianity went. Pfft. And let me tell you, if it takes persecution to get the world saved, then bring it on, because Jesus is coming. Amen. Don't matter how hard it gets, how bad it gets, hang on that Jesus is coming. And even if I don't see him come, I'm going to heaven. Amen. I'm thankful. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. We win. I'm thankful we win. You win. Christian, you win. So, so, so as we look at this, you know, listen to this. It's talking about humility, surrender. God can do more with your surrender than you can with your control. Give it to him. That's what an altar's for. That's what prayer's for is give it to him. If you got it, Miss Shirley talks about it all the time. The Lord said, you know, as long as you got it, I can't do nothing with it. Well, God can do anything. No, he will not overstep you as a believer. He will not overstep your will. I know I'd like him to come down and slap some of my kinfolk and get them saved and straightened out. But he won't do that. He'll knock. He'll draw. He'll pull. He'll speak to their heart. And, he'll, and he's trying to pull them into the kingdom. That's the way God works. The Holy Spirit draws, speaks to hearts. He doesn't come out and knock somebody. Oh, you're getting saved today. Yes, I am. You know, he doesn't make you. So we have to submit. Even as a believer, it's time for us to submit to God. It's, it's time for us to humble ourselves and to give up the control. 
Matthew 18, 4 said, Whoever exalts himself shall be humbled, and whoever humbles himself shall be exalted. You want to be exalted? Humble yourselves before God. Quit trying to make something happen. Give it to God. Well, I've done this and this and this, and then nobody recognizes it. And I'm, you know, and I'm, 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 no, I'm just thankful I'm going to submit my life to you, God, my job, my work. And you know what? Here's the, th- here's the thing. When you submit yourself to God at a job and they don't recognize you, God's going to exalt you. He'll take you somewhere else. He'll take you and he'll exalt you. He'll increase you. But you got to do it for him. See, the secret that I found out, I'm not working for people, is when I was working in sector, I built uh, trailers, I sold Motorola radio. I wasn't working for them. I was working for God. I'm doing this for the Lord. I'm I'm working for God, and and God's going to bless me and increase me because I'm working for him, and I work with all my might because it's fun working for God, and he rewards. There's a secret there. Y'all need to grab a hold of that. Everything you do, do it as unto the Lord. Amen? So James 4.10 says, Humble yourselves in the presence of the Lord, and he will exalt you. Notice there it is again. 1 Peter 5.6 says the same thing that James said, because they hung out together. Did you all know that? Peter and James hung out. James was the pastor of the church in Jerusalem, and Peter was one of the overseers. And Peter says, Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in the proper time. Hmm. So that young man came and fell down on his knees and submitted himself to God, humbled himself, and Jesus said, rise up, rise up, and be made whole. There's a secret there, isn't it? So let's look at number four. It's God's will. And we'll break this down in another sermon because, see, we got next Sunday. How many of you know the third Sunday this month is Legacy Sunday? We're going to be, if you got a baby that needs dedicating, you want to be baptized, we're having baptismal service. And, you know, for the rest of us like to eat, there's going to be uh, food. <laughs> hop, hop, hop. Greg, you make me excited there. First Thessalonians 5, uh, 16 through 19. Let's read it real quick. And, and uh let me, I got it right here. First Thessalonians says, Rejoice always, pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do not quench the Spirit. Huh? So if you don't pray always, rejoice always, excuse me, pray continually, give thanks in all things, you'll quench the Spirit in you. Now, how do you pray always? We'll break this down. We're going to talk about this in another sermon, some more. But you know what? Just be continually in thanksgiving. Thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you, Lord. I, I'm, I'm going to meet these people. And, Father, that you, your favor's on me, that they're going to like me. And, and they're going to, you know, especially when I was in sales, woo, I tore it up. Lord, they're going to like me, and I'm going to sell them my product because, you know what? I'm a giver, and you give to me so I can give some more. Yeah. Do you ever go out that way? You ever think about it that way? I went into a corporate board meeting one time, and all this company had divisions, 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 and there was like 12 divisions in there, and all of them, I treated each one of them like a customer. And I'm meeting with the VP of corporate, 
and I walk in there, and, and they start hammering me because, you know, I like to have fun, and they did too. They were picking on me. And they were talking about taking care of it, and I had this and that and the other. And when the vice president of the corporation come in, they go, y'all know him? And they go, oh, yeah, he takes care of us. meeting was over. I didn't have to present. I didn't have to do that because I was already, they knew me. I took care of them. I had favor. And so the VP said, okay, well, then we're sticking with this guy. Because they were looking at, they were trying to shop for a different, no, we're staying with you. Boom. Favor. God will give you favor in every, this, this just thing's real. You, you got to live your life expecting for favor and living for God in the favor of God. You know, it starts being thankful. Because before I walked in there, thank you, Lord, for favor today. Thank you, Lord, that, that, that these people recognize all that I do for them. I couldn't say that if I didn't do anything for them. But see, my actions lined up with my believing. Come on, that, that, that's another secret. So, so as we look at the Word, we want to give thanks, uh, and we want to be real with ourselves. So it's time to be real. So let me be real just for a second. I want to read this right quick. So to be thankful. Your terrible job is a dream of every unemployed. Your house is a dream of every homeless. Your smile is a dream of the depressed. Your health is a dream of those who are sick. Your lifestyle is the dream of somebody else's. Don't let a difficult moment make you forget your blessings. Remember the old song, count your many blessings, name them one by one? So when you're not thankful, you have forgotten where God has taken you and everything that he has given you and where you've come from. Hmm? I am so thankful where God has taken me. I got saved, but I didn't know him. Got saved at nine years old, eight years old. Whatever a fourth grader, however old a fourth grader is, you got, I got saved, and I knew I was born again, but I didn't know him. But he'll take you to a place where he will teach you about himself, where you can be discipled. And he did me, and he wants to you. Boy, I had to change. I had to go against family. I had to, to make a decision that God's going to be first. God's going to be number one. I'm going to take a stand. I'm going to live for him. And I want to dive deeper. I want to be a disciple. I want to be a believer. I want to take the things of God and apply them to my life. Because I'm going to tell you, I was full of religion. When I read that God said he would bless you coming in and going out, I go, well, that works for other people, but it don't work for me. That's double-minded. That's being double-minded to what the Word says. That Jesus wants us well and healthy. I'm like, well, ain't nobody in my family that way. I'd have never seen that. So I walk by sight instead of by the word and faith in the word. We have to be believers. It's time to quit playing. Here's, here's what, I know this is maybe for somebody to know it's simple, and I always use sports analogies from time to time. You're in the game. Did you realize that? 
God has put you in the game. Now, you may think that you're on the bench or you're, and you know what? A lot of people come and they sit in the stands and watch the game, but God don't want you in the stands or on the bench. He wants you in the game. And you've been asking, like, put me in the game. God said, you're in the game. But did you know that the boys that are in the game, that they practice every day, that they prepare every day for the game? Are you practicing? Are you just floating? People that float, they trip and fall and something happens and they want to blame God. Listen, Jesus paid the price for us to be in the game. He's equipped us. If you're playing baseball, he's giving you a bat and a glove, cleats and a uniform, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, your feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Come on. Sword of the Spirit, he's put you in the game. You have the ability, but you've got to develop it. You got to start using it. You got to start praying. You got to be thankful for the things that God's given you because He's equipped you. And just like the burden Michelle has for the, the martyrs, that just came on her. You know, we have we got a brother right there that we have a Philip Baker comes and preaches every Sunday, you know, every year. Last year, not that he came this year, but last year, he had a burden for Philip Baker. He prayed for him every day. That God would protect him in his travels, that he would preach. And the, the uncompromised word of God, and he prayed for Philip every day. That's a burden. Do you know the outfitters don't play, doesn't play catcher? The shortstop doesn't play pitcher? We are the body of Christ. Some are the hands, some are the head, some are the eyes, some are the mouth, some are the feet. Come on. And somebody said, I'm the little toe. Let me, you're important. Let me take a hammer to your little toe, and we'll see how important it is. You ever stubbed it? Yeah, broke it? golly, every part of the body of Christ is important, and we all have a place. And so we need to start being thankful for our place. So, so if you're on the team, you know what? When they say they call your name and they draft you, you know what those boys do? I'm on the team. I made it. I'm on the team. You're in the body of Christ. Be thankful. Your home's heaven. God's anointed you. His Spirit's on you. Be thankful. Then I'm a part. You got a place at the table. Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. And he goes, I won't eat at this meal until we're at, 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 at until you come meet me in, in my father's house and we're going to sit down at a table. You got a place at that table. It's time to recognize who we are and be thankful, be thankful, be thankful for everything that God has given us. So, so real quick. There are gratitude roadblocks. What is blocking you? What is blocking your thankfulness? Do you not realize what you've been given? Do you take for granted what you know you have in God? Do you have a chip on your shoulder? Are you holding a grudge because you're not where you think you ought to be in life? When you're in Christ, you should just be... I'm good. Paul said, man, I've been in abundance and I've been in lack. I've learned just to relax and go with God. Hmm? Shipwrecked three times. The last time he shipwrecked, he, he didn't drown. He made it to the bank and a snake bit him. Yeah. Well, he must not have been in the will of God. No, he was in the will of God. And that sparked Revival. How about not getting what you asked for because you deserve it? 
God still hadn't answered my prayers. Maybe, maybe there's something, there's a roadblock. Mark 11, 23, 24 says, Believe that you receive it and you shall have it before you get it. Learn to be thankful for it. See, with, that's what we talk about in prayer and thanksgiving. Thank, thank you, Lord, for the answer before I ever start. Father, I thank you that you hear me. Can you say that? Can you thank that? Can you can it come out of your mouth? Thank you, Lord, that you hear me when I pray. when we pray well he knows my thoughts but listen to me when you speak them out of your mouth you put the devil on notice I, I was in the altar thinking about how you know standing here while we was all worshiping you know what heaven's going to be like the Bible says it's like a sound of many waters And that's people's praise. That's people's thanksgiving. That's people, you know, like a football stadium or a, that's just the praise. It's not quiet. The angels are singing. The angels are rejoicing, declaring God's goodness and thankful that they were created. We are God's creation. We're the apple of his eye. Are you thankful? Are you thankful? You're his favorite, yet I am too. I'm thankful for that. His capacity, his, his capacity to love us all equally is amazing. We're all his favorite. He cries out for all of us. So we need to be thankful. We're finishing with this. We need to be thankful for who God is recognizing who God is, who Jesus is, the relationship that you have with Jesus, your church, but how about your family? You know, family can be the ugliest, you know? Family can be the ugliest because you know them the most and you love them the most and it hurts the most when family does things. Love your family. Let it go. Your relationship, be thankful for it. How about being thankful for what God has given you? House, job, car. I don't care. I've driven some hoopties, but I was thankful for those old trucks. I put, you know, instead of gassing it up every week, I oiled it up every week. And believe that those may pop anytime tires would not pop. You know? But I was thankful for that truck. Thankful. Because it got me to work every day. Thankful. Becoming thankful. Can you bow your heads today? Jesus came to die at Calvary for me, for you. And if you don't have that relationship with him today, if you're not sure that you're born again, would you lift your hand and say, pray for me, Pastor Brett. I, I want to get saved. I want to be saved. I want to know for sure. Maybe you, you, you got saved a long time ago and you haven't been living for him. The Bible says... He's like the, the father looking for the prodigal son, looking for the son that left. He's waiting on you to come back. If that's you, you say, just pray for me. Lift your hand real quick. Will you give your heart to him? Will you come back to him? 
say, maybe you're here and you say, you know, I just haven't been thankful like I ought to be. If that's you, God's stirring in your heart to give you a heart of gratitude, won't you just lift your hand and say, that's me. I see your hands. I want to be more thankful myself for all that God has done, all that he's doing, all that he's going to do. Man, God has given us so much to be thankful for. Children, grandchildren, husbands, wives, family. He is our source, our strength, our supply. Thankful. And he continues to increase you. Be thankful. Let me pray over you today. Father, we thank you for the opportunity uh, to be thankful. Father, we thank you that we have a grateful heart, that we're so grateful for the things that you have put in our lives, the, the revelation knowledge of God and Jesus. Thank you for the Holy Spirit who never leaves us nor forsakes us, that's with us always, that's always pushing us towards the kingdom of God, building the kingdom within us and around us. Thank you, Lord, for a heart of gratitude. Let us remember Remember who you are and what you've done in all things. And we give you the glory for it in Jesus' name. Turn to somebody and say, I'm thankful. Thanks for listening today. You can keep up with fresh content, find out more about our upcoming events, and give to support Legacy Church all online at LegacyFamily.tv. From all of us here at Legacy Church, have a blessed week.